0: Happy Easter, Northwest Community Church. Hope you were doing fantastic this weekend. What an incredible thing that we get to celebrate, that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, thereby defeating sin, death, and Satan. What an incredible demonstration of his love for us. It's, It's the Easter story. It is the gospel story. It is good news, and there is nothing like it. Easter is one of the most important holidays in all of the world and in all of Christianity, especially. Uh, last week, we took a look at Palm Sunday and how Jesus was coming in on a donkey and it was prophesied that he would do so. He, he was humble. He was peaceable. He came in as a saving king. We took a look at what kind of king he was. And, and and when we take a look at the whole Passion Week, over all that took place, there were a lot of things that happened to Christ to get us to the place where we can declare that he has risen, that he is not here. Um, There is the betrayal of of Jesus by Judas. There is the arrest of of Jesus by Caiaphas. There is the denial by Peter. There is the deliverance of Jesus over to Pontius Pilate. There is Jesus being whipped and scourged and parts of his back and flesh are ripped off because of the way that they whipped him. There is the mocking, where they took a crown of thorns and mocked him and shoved it on his, his head. And then there's the, them spitting on him. And then there's the actual crucifixion, where he carried this large tree up this mound and this up this hill, and he was nailed to that. Uh, the Romans had, had created this way of, uh, of torture, really, for criminals. And uh, Jesus was nailed to this tree and hung on that tree. And unlike the other criminals, he gave up his life. And he was taken down off of that tree. He was taken down off the cross, and he was placed into an empty tomb. Uh, the stone was rolled away. There was guards out in front. And three days later, first day of the week, Magdalene and the other Mary came running to the tomb. And an angel had rolled the stone away, and they had taken a look and said, He is not here. He is risen, and we get to declare, like we did in the other video, that he is risen indeed. It it, it is a bold declaration right now of God and who he is by celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I've been a Christian for a long time. On April the 3rd, 1983, I gave my life to Christ in upstate New York at Faith Baptist Church. There was a lady, her name is Mrs. Thayer. You've heard me talk about her before. But she had presented the gospel that day using a flannel graph and she had told me about Christ. And it was that day that I heard it in a way that I'd never really understood it before. And she sat me down uh, right outside in a folding chair in this church. And it was that day that I came face to face that Matt Rice, you are a sinner and that you need to do something about that. And that was the problem. I couldn't do anything about it. I just gave up my life. And I asked Christ to save me that day. And it was that day on April 3rd, Easter Sunday, that I gave my life to Christ. And I've been saved since. And I can tell you, there is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. In a season that we are in right now, there's a lot of questions that we have. Like, hey, when are we going back to normal? Or, hey, I don't want to go back to what I used to be doing because I learned some lessons and I I want to go back into a new normal. So what does that look like? What are we going to eat today? What are we going to do today? Um, Those are all kinds of questions that we have right now. As I was preparing for my Easter message, the question that came to me is, why? As I was reading through the Easter story last week and the the, the life of Christ and the passion, the question that kept coming to me was the, the question, why? Why did Jesus do all of this? He was the Messiah, He was the King of kings and Lord of lords. Why did he go through this? And I started thinking, you know, your your kids in your house, especially if you have two and three-year-old or around the preschool age, it doesn't matter what answer you give them right now. The the response is usually, why? Why? Why can't I have this? Why can't I do this? And, And we understand that. But as I take a look at that question, I am applying it to the... Easter storm. why did Jesus, the crucifixion, the mocking, the scourging, the people um, arresting him on false charges, why did he go through all of that? And I think I've got three things I want to share with you just to help wrap our mind around an invitation to worship God. And perhaps today, for you to be introduced to Jesus and for you to be introduced that he is who he said he is, that he is God in the flesh. And he can forgive sins. And so there's three things that I want to share with you right now. Why did Jesus do what he did, first and foremost, to obey God? Now, I know when we ask that question, first and foremost, we're oftentimes running to free me from my sins, to, to do that. I want us to make sure that we begin the answer to this question with the God of creation. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 says this, He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. You see, King Jesus did what he did. The reason he did what he did go to the cross for our sins. The reason he did that, first and foremost, is to obey the Father. He knew exactly what he was sent here to do. All of his life, he was preparing others and getting ready himself to do that. As time got near in the Garden of Gethsemane and Luke chapter 22, verse 42, he said, Father, is there any other way? Is there any other way that this can take place? Is there any other way? And Jesus knew that death on a cross was going to be painful and excruciating. And that more importantly, all the sins of mankind would be placed upon him. And for the first time in his life, his God the Father would turn his back on, on God the Son. Because of him taking and enduring our sin. And so Jesus looked at God the Father and said, is there any other way? But finally, here's what he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And as I take a look at the question, why did Jesus go and do this? Plain and simply, he went and he did this to obey the Father. I pray that that would bring you great encouragement. I pray that it would challenge you today that your life would be summed up by obeying and following after God, that you would not just be a hearer of what God says, but that you would be a doer of what he says. Jesus did exactly that, what he was sent to do, and that is to obey the Father. And that's the first reason that he went to the cross is simply out of obedience. The second reason that Jesus went to the cross that I want to share with you is that he loves you. Yes, he loves you. 1 John 4.8 says God is love of Romans 5:8 says but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners meaning while we were still sinners at our very worst Christ died for us he showed his love he said it and he showed it and in John 3:16 verse that you've memorized or that you're familiar with a lot of you is for God so say it for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but of everlasting life. One of the strongest things that anyone could ever say to you is, I love you. But words alone do not mean very much, if not backed up with action. Jesus Christ has demonstrated and and said that he loves us. You see, the resurrection of Christ is the greatest demonstration or the greatest proof that we need that God is a God of love by taking all that he took, the scourging, the, the, the mocking, the spitting, the crown of thorns, the crucifixion, all of that. He took all of that. Why? Because he loves us. And I would say this, that that last week of his life is a massive declaration of his love for you and his love for me. So why, why did Jesus do this? Why, why did he do this? First and foremost, he did this to obey the Father. Second, he did this because of his great love for you. Ephesians talks about God's love and that it says he lavished his love on us. The God of the universe loves us and it is revealed through Jesus Christ. And and, and so what's the third thing that I want to share with you? The third thing that I want you to see is that why did he do this? If we're answering that question, why? Yes, obedience and yes, love, but also because of sin. Yes, sin. Yes, sin. Sin is is an archery turn. It means missing the mark. And basically what it means is that we've, we are separated from God. And there is nothing that we can do about that. We are born into a separation from God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That sin separates us from a holy God. And a holy God cannot allow that sin into His presence. And so that sin has to be dealt with question is, how is it dealt with? How, how do we do that? Ephesians um, 2 verses 1 through 3 says that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. We're not broken. We're dead. And that needs, there needs to be something done in order to fix that. And so God the Father took God the Son and sent us down because of a payment that we could not repay. We, we had a debt that we could not, we could not fix. There, there wasn't enough things that we can do to fix this debt. It was insurmountable. It's insurmountable. And when we stay in this area, if we don't deal with our sin, then what happens, we have a tendency to believe that we're God, that I'm in charge, that I call the shots. And that is incredibly dangerous because Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 says, you shall have no other gods before me. You see, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is a bold declaration to you and I that we are not God. And it's a bold and challenging declaration for the God of the universe to look at us and say, hey, I want to be the God of your life. I want you to have a relationship with me. It's only possible through Jesus. He's the one that took care of your sin. So what I need you to do is I need you to get out of my seat. I need you to get out of my seat. And he lovingly and boldly says, get out of the seat that is reserved for me so that I can do in you all that I have planned for you. And those plans are beautiful. Those plans are abundant life that he has for us. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is a bold declaration that he wants to be our king. He wants to be our king. He wants to be our savior. It is Perhaps I believe the greatest exchange in all of the world. I mean, here's the deal: we are sinners; he's not. He takes our sin on himself. That is the greatest exchange I believe the world has ever known. I remember playing basketball in Apex. Um, there was a there was a bunch of kids that grew up in the ministry that I was involved in uh, probably 20 years ago, and um, a lot of these a lot of these guys were really good basketball players in high school and some of them went and played college basketball and the league was made up of a bunch of athletes like this they were really good in all honesty i my athletic prowess and basketball skills did not qualify but these these guys asked me to be on their team my role in the team was this of any of the stars on the team which there were many i was not one of any of the stars on the team i would give them a two-minute break okay I need to let you know something, that that exchange was not good for our team. One of my friends is named Matt Hahn, he was an incredible uh, basketball player, great athlete. And when he was on the floor, you knew that you were going to score. Okay, But when I came in for him, you knew that I was not going to score. That was not a good exchange for our team at all. Not a good exchange. It was a bad exchange. Well, well, here's, here's what's taking place right now. This exchange, to our benefit, is one of the greatest exchanges that you and I could ever have. We have a problem, and that is sin. And Jesus came to defeat sin, death, and Satan. And that is an incredible, incredible exchange. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That is one of the greatest things that we can ever learn. Um, I would say this. Jesus Christ is desiring to take our sin. So why did he do all of this? Why did Jesus go through all of this? Why did he spend his whole life preparing them and us for this moment? He wanted us to know that he wanted to obey the Father, He wanted to demonstrate that to us. He wanted to demonstrate his love for us. Remember, he didn't just tell us that he loved us. He demonstrated he loved us. And that the resurrection of Christ is a bold demonstration. But not only that, he wanted to show you that our sin needed to be dealt with. And he was the one and the only one that could deal with that. And so what does he do? He gives you and I, he gives us an imitation he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to deny yourself. I want you to take your your cross. I want you to follow me. He gives us an invitation to come to him, to say, I'm not God. You are, and I want you to be God. So he's asking us to turn from being God, to turn to him who is God. How do we do that? We accept what Jesus Christ came and did that he defeated sin, death, and Satan. He took our place. The sin of the world was placed upon him. That gift of eternal life is simply not ours when it's given to us, or everybody would have it. That that gift of eternal life is only ours when we accept it. And Northwest, I pray in Jesus' name that you have done that, and that you are encouraged today that a long time ago, or maybe more recently, that Jesus Christ has set you free from your sin, that he is your king. And maybe you're sitting out here today and you don't know that. Then I would ask you, I would beg you, and I would even encourage you to open up your heart, to grab a hold with your heart and with your mind and with your hands. The fact that Jesus Christ is alive, that he loves you, and that only he can forgive sins. Northwest, I love you. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. He is not here. He has risen. And he has risen indeed. Can't wait to see you again soon. I love you.